welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach, LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I'm a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach and a proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach, now in its eighth year, and four-time winner of Best of Gwinnett Award. Together with Certified Health Coach Rachel Souza, we invite you to visit WholeFoodHealthCoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is changing lives. Work Well is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer you examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinions, my faith, and bringing you what I hope to be compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support for your wellness journey. WorkWell comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. Now from living rooms to boardrooms via Business Radio X, you're listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. Let's do this. Well, I've got a funny story to share with you. I have a series for building healthy relationships, and it deals with perspectives. So today is another story on perspectivitis, and it's called, What is it to God? A man asked God how long a million years was to him. God replied, it's just like a single second of your time, my child. So the man asked, and what about a million dollars? The Lord replied, to me, it's just like a single penny. So the man, thinking himself very smart, said, well, Lord, could I have one of your pennies? (laughs) And God said, certainly, my child, just a second. Well, I love talking to you about family, and family is very near and dear to my heart. I hope you listened to our last podcast and that you will catch up with We Are Family. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that each week the theme is inspiration and information from my Clean Concepts Individual Coaching Program. The CLEAN acronym means a lot to me. It stands for Character Lifestyle exercise, attitude, and nutrition. So I challenge you to challenge yourself, change something, improve something, let go of something, pick up something, start something, restart something, or at least begin that healthy self-dialogue that we've talked about. As you fuel your excitement and generate that movement toward your healthier lifestyle and healthier life, I hope I'm on that journey with you today and always. So in the first quarter of the year 2023, we're going to do some pretty hot topics, I think. So January, we're going to be talking about new beginnings and maybe to take something and start something new or start something over. What does it look like to start over? I'm going to have lots of questions for you to write down and come up with your own answers for. Do you have what it takes to get that done, whatever it is, and what's your confidence level that you can actually do it? Or are you just settling for things? Uh, Is it as good as it gets? Or are you gonna really go for something new in 2023? I hope I'm on that journey with you. So as you make those goals and action steps, we're gonna be talking about a lot of those things. And then in February, the topic's gonna be heart health. Show your heart some love is what we're going to talk about. So physical, emotional, and mental heart topics, including 
talks about depression, anxiety, sleep issue, work-life balance, and my favorite topic, happiness hormones. In March, the topic, healthy, wealthy, and wise love affairs. So my guest host will be my husband of 49 years that month. So it'll be fun to have him a part of this podcast and a part of our journey together. And we're going to talk openly about our years together and how to build a healthy, happy, long, and strong marriage. We hope that you'll be joining us for all of that. But today, our topic is the family table. And the family table is something that's all year. So it's not just your Christmas table and all the fancy stuff you put on it and all the fancy foods and all of that. It's really more about the family table is really about the family that's around the table. So many families are experiencing the redeeming value of cooking at home. At least my clients do. That's something that's very important to me and I love to share that with my clients as well. So sharing a meal around the table together all at one time as a family. That's what the family table is all about. So developing cooking abilities is a very healthy change. And maybe that's one that you want to add to your repertoire uh, or your menu of goals that you have for 2023. And it leads to even more than the correction of blood pressure, cholesterol, and scale numbers. It can also lead to family connectedness, marital closeness, and deepening those relationships between siblings as well. There are plenty of cooking shows and you can, of course, YouTube channels devoted to the topic. I have offerings on my website as well. Lomange Cooking is a great one and it's really well priced for just the average individual who wants to just learn more about cooking and chopping and prepping foods. And though we have to be pretty intentional about setting aside the time to watch those videos or take those classes, trying the healthier options out there to improve on all this important health information that you're getting from me on WorkWell. So I hope that cooking is going to become a part of what makes your family table very special. It doesn't have to be really amazing and chef-driven foods. It can be simply staying at home and cooking whole food. So food preparation takes time. I get it. If you choose healthy foods, I know. But even that can be a valuable experience for all involved, and it will come in handy someday for the younger members of your household and some in recent generations that have often don't even know how to use the stove to cook rice or oatmeal um, that is an instant and even fry an egg. So I think it's probably a good thing that we get back to this talk about cooking from home. Schools don't even have economics classes anymore, home economics, like they did when I was young. Boys and girls learned how to cook and sew and balance a checkbook. Basic life skills that, you know, have long been replaced by Uber Eats and Venmo. So it may surprise you actually to know that up until COVID-19 hit our shores, Americans were spending more of their food budget on restaurants and takeout delivery foods. In fact, it was 50.3% that was spent on restaurants and takeout food. And more than they did on groceries, which was 49.7%. And some, for some perspective on that, in 1970 or during the 70s, only 26% of the family budget was spent 
on going out to eat. And in 2010, it rose to 41%. And of course, that 50% or over 50% um, after years of not necessarily cooking at home, we got so used to going out and checking out the restaurants. And I'm a, I, I'm a foodie. My husband and I love to check out foodie type restaurants, but we do have a budget that we stick to. So it's important to us um, to use our budget wisely. So another staggering statistic um, that I read was that the average American eats one in every five meals in their car. 25% of Americans eat at least one fast food meal every single day. And the majority of American families report eating a single meal together less than five days a week. One meal during the week. In fact, only 32% typically have dinner together all seven nights a week. Now, seven nights, I'm not necessarily um, dictating that you eat at home and cook all seven nights. We all work hard. We've got jobs. We come home. But setting aside that time to actually prep and cook a healthy meal is a little bit easier than you might think. But here's another discouraging statistic for you. When families do eat together, the average dinner time is 15 minutes compared to the 1960s when the average dinner time was 90 minutes. Well, again, I'm not suggesting that we sit at the table and um, strap our kids to the table for 90 minutes. Uh, I am, however, wondering if a healthy discussion about slowing the pace of consuming our body's most valuable meal and valuable uh, fuel, nutrition, would maybe least be worth 30 to 45 minutes of our time. I believe it would, especially if it was a warm place, a sacred space filled with laughter and positive conversation around the table. That's why I talk about the family table. More than half, actually 57% of parents say that even when they eat together as a family, some of the members are distracted by technology. And it is not always the youngsters at the table. My husband and I are empty nesters, as I've told you many times. I'm a blessed wife who's shared 48 wonderful years of marriage to my high school sweetheart and mother of two amazing sons, two great daughters-in-law and three fantastic grandchildren. Our boys both say that their dad is their hero. They openly show their love and affection to me as their mom. And even at age 48 and 44, they still call us for advice, prayer, and input into their life and their family. We're not a perfect family, that's for sure, but we share a very close bond and it comes from years and years of togetherness. The family table was always a sacred space for us. We honored that time by protecting it and making it an enjoyable area. It wasn't a place for negativity or gossip or grumbling, at least for that hour. It wasn't a place to complain or reprimand or argue or talk about grade cards or any of the things that could bring up negative feelings around the table. We always looked forward to that time together with our sons, and they looked forward to it as well. They, they knew that it mattered to us, and they counted on us. They knew that that was the plan and that we would be there for them. It was, it was a constant reminder of how much we loved them. Now, I'm not trying to put a guilt trip on anybody because I know life has changed a lot since I raised those boys. 
and um, and life doesn't always allow us to get home at a decent time or fight traffic or um, make those family dinners special. But at least one night a week or two nights a week, you could maybe endeavor to increase the health of the nutrition around the table and the health of the discussions that take place around the table and just encourage one another and give to one another that time, that gift of time. So the family table actually expanded later, obviously, to include wives and grandkids, now a total of nine. And we still enjoy the same unwritten rule. We love visiting our son's home, actually, when we travel out to Texas to see our family out there. They, too, strive to keep that family table a place of thankfulness and safety and positivity. Positivity. In fact, our youngest son's family asks the question each night at dinner, and it's answered by all four family members. What was the best thing about your day? I love when I visited them because I love to hear the best things and I love to be able to share the best things. And we come to the table almost remembering the day so that we can find that best thing out of all the things that happen. I encourage you to make those things a part of your 2023 year as you return maybe to the simplicity of dining at home together as a family. Create your own family table traditions. Yes, it does require a bit more work, prep, cooking, eating, cleaning up, but enjoy the process. What I do is I turn on my, uh, my what do you call them, the assistant in my kitchen because I have Alexa and I have Google and I have, yeah, Siri. So I use them all actually in the table. I will ask Google to play a song or, you know, upbeat song or, or something just to, to help me um, in the prepping mode or in the cleanup mode. But keep it simple, sweetheart, the KISS principle. Share the duties maybe with the rest of your family. Chopping, stirring, mixing, and blending can be done by anybody. If you live alone, then just let me say this. You are worth it. You are worth the valuing yourself and enjoying that time that it takes to care for yourself with a nourishing meal. Enjoy chopping carrots and cooking skills that you've learned from those classes you took or the video that you watched. Put it into practice and allow it to become a part of how you take care of yourself. And then protect the space. Make it fun and enjoyable, like I said, and if at all possible, maybe a device-free zone. I think we could survive that 30 to 45 minutes without those devices. Being present wherever you are be there. You've heard us say that a number of times, and it's just easier to really pay attention to what someone's saying when you make eye contact, and I know that you can do this. So make it some theme nights. Some of those are fun, too, encouraging our families to have meatless Mondays or Taco Tuesdays or other themed months, even setting the table for an event of the month like New Year's or um, new things and in January and Valentine's and February and St. Patrick's Day and so on and so forth. Have a sign-up sheet even. Your older kids can sign up their name for which month they want to be responsible for and maybe making some suggestions. I know our, our son a lot of times will put um, the specific things for dinners in a hat and each of the people in the family get to choose one of those things that they want to put in the hat for the week and then they choose them 
one at a time for the for that day. This is what we're having tonight. So figure out a way to include the whole family and it will make that preparation time a lot better. And then remember, spend quality time around the table. Hopefully for longer than 15 minutes, make it a warm and inviting and life-giving positive time of conversation for all of the family. If you dine alone, then turn on your favorite music as you prep and cook and eat and clean up. Dance and enjoy taking care of yourself. Like I said, feed your body and feed your soul at the same time. Listening to great podcasts like mine work well with Stephanie Wolf during that time of preparation. And then cooking together actually as husband and wife can be romantic too. That's something you'll hear probably in March when we talk about some of the ways that we stay connected throughout the week. My husband and I continue to build relationship during our dinner hour. We cook together, um, we enjoy a delicious healthy meal, we have engaging conversation, and we even have a box of conversation starters if we need some inspiration. And we often share a glass of wine and create a toast each year that we say to each other at dinner. Our 2020 toast actually was time together is time well spent. I thought that one fit well with this topic. And then time at the family table is time well spent is another one that you might be able to share with your family. Our toast for this year was fuel our passion, fund our dreams, and follow Jesus together. We love our toasts, and I wish I could remember them all from all the years and have written them down. Probably they're in journals and other things that we've done. But there's a few for you. Our family has worked diligently throughout the years to remain close, even during the complicated uh, COVID year. So we did things virtually when we needed to, and we gathered together even as all nine of us um, around the Zoom you know, computer uh, and just enjoyed hearing what everybody was up to because we couldn't get together as readily or as easily for a certain length of time. And recently, like I said, all nine of us were in our home to enjoy friendly banter of the wolf sense of humor and joyful laughter and shared our love for one another at our family table. So as you set goals for the new year, like I told you last time we were together, be sure that they're physically challenging, nutritionally sound, mentally stimulating, emotionally engaging, spiritually grounding, and relationally fulfilling, full of family and family time. So from our family to yours, I'm Stephanie Wolf. So you've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach, LLC, where we make your goals our goals and you're never alone on your wellness journey. If you are new to this program, I invite you to listen to your uh, to us on your favorite podcast channel. It's easy to get caught up and I hope you do. You can subscribe to Work Well and we'll work together one week at a time. For information about our upcoming virtual events or our individual coaching programs, go to wholefoodhealthcoach.com. We are virtually everywhere in the country. I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well personally and professionally. See you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life. Choose life.